You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There is a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for May 19th, 2023. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we have never misplaced even a single whistleblower. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Whistleblowers are present and accounted for. Never lost one. Not 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 a one. They're all here. Well, and the ones that they found, they now just say, "Well, you can't hear them. You can't. You can't talk to them. They're you secret. can't talk. Democrats can't talk to them right no, now. They're, and they're but, all, but there are rules that we can. Yeah, there are no rules. What no. did you say earlier, Drift Glass? You're playing Calvin Ball. They're playing Calvin Ball. Just you know, Jim Jordan's just like there are no rules anymore. Mm-hmm. There are no rules here, and uh, all of the whistleblowers are double secret probation. And you cannot see them. And it's something I just invented and pulled out of my ass. And nobody, seriously, I'm not advocating anything, but but in a better world, somebody, first of all, they would be in the minority. But yeah. someone would walk up to him with a two by four and just wrap him right upside the head. <laughs> Boot to the head, I think was what it was. Yeah. He needs to go. This this uh-huh. kind of like, fuck you. I'm, there are no rules here. I get to declare anything I want because I'm King Jordan is just, and and I don't blame Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is a product of his environment. I blame the knuckle-dragging, mouth-breathing pinheads who elected Jim Jordan. Yeah, well, they elected him because Jim Jordan is good at making liberals mad, Drift Glass. And that's all they care about. And you know what makes liberals mad? Wiping your ass with the Constitution. And that's right. what they do every fucking day. So you're right. <laughs> makes us mad. Um, it, it does remind me, and this is a little bit of an aside, of, of Joe Walsh. You know Joe mm-hmm. Walsh of Shouty Cracker and Joey Muskets. Who is on a little thing? He's having a moment. He he he's being contrary. I think he's trying to get a job at CNN. But he did go on on social media to talk about how on his little twelve second podcast. You know, I admit it. We spent you know many years shitting on liberals and lying about liberals and slandering liberals and calling liberals the scum of the earth and ruining America and destroying everything and threatening to and we wanted to destroy you. We wanted to annihilate you. That was our goal. And we built a whole system where we just crapped all over liberals every day. But you know what happened, Blue Gal? You know what happened then? Uh, liberals got mad. Some on the left started hating the right. So really, oh. isn't, this, isn't this a both sides problem? <laughs> Aren't we now in a both sides situation? No, fucko. You created the disaster that we are trying to clean up. And we're pretty mad about it because you keep making the same shithole over and over again. And- Every time those assholes are back in power, they get worse. And every time yeah. they're out of power, we get stuck with the bill. So, yeah, yep. we're kind of pissed. And, we're kind of uh, pissed. What, what, what was the family legend in your family that's actually a true story of yeah. Jimmy hit me back? Yeah, Stevie <laughs> hit me back. Yep. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, and, and my uncle, as he used to say, let's you and him fight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a whole series of confessions in everything they do and this right. and and they even the never trumpers always end with this puzzlement that why are liberals so angry why why can't we just run everything yeah and tell them what to do i mean yeah we spent our entire careers making ourselves rich shitting on everything that you value and destroying everything that we are now all concerned about but 
the solution is to put us in charge and shut up and do what we tell you. And, and some of you seem upset by this suggestion. So we don't understand that. Well, you know what? That's because you don't talk to real liberals. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about- one, one last breaking news item regarding Jim Jordan. Yes. Uh, I just got this tweet. Uh, NBC News confirms. So this uh-huh. is confirmed information. Two FBI agents who testified before Jim Jordan's weaponization subcommittee today had their security clearances revoked for taking part in the January 6th riot or later expressed views about it that placed into question their, quote, allegiance to the United States, unquote. Uh, uh Uh-huh. So Jim Jordan's whistleblowers are also traitors. Look, look, look. If you're going to cancel someone just because they're a traitor and not (laughs) let them testify just because they they, they have worked to destroy the government of the United States... (laughs) Then I don't even know why we're having a conversation, Blue Is Gal. Is this America? Is even America anymore? What? <laughs> hey, happy Mental Health Day of Action, everybody. Yeah, so, please. Everybody, you know, sit down in your backyards. Go find it some is. grass. It's Virginia. happy yeah. Mental Health Day of Action, <sighs> according to the White House. So we got that going for us, Drift Glass. Let's we put do. it that way. We do. Uh, I'm going to start off with... Um, the sane and sensible Republican Center drift glass. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. via Axios. Oh, and they have their own news system, and it's called Axios. <laughs> it's which called is a- Axios. Yeah. Quote: Former Vice President Mike Pence will seek to revive a Reagan coalition <laughs> of evangelicals, fiscal conservatives, and national security hawks as he launches his long shot 2024 campaign in the coming weeks. The New York Times reports mm-hmm. why it matters. <laughs> I, I have I have a number of words stippled here. I have the word revive for one. <laughs> I, I, I picture him in the graveyard with Igor digging up body parts, stitching things. Together. It's alive. No, it's not, Mike. It's not alive. It's dead. I, it's I know dead that's an time. Axios trope. However, yeah. why, why it matters. matters. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Pence will be the most prominent candidate advocating views that were once standard Republican orthodoxy, Uh but are now widely maligned by a GOP base remade in Trump's image. Like the gold standard. (laughs) (laughs) His classical conservative positions include cutting Social Security and Medicare spending, (laughs) advocating for free trade with free nations, Uh implementing at minimum a 15-week national abortion ban. I just want to remind everybody again, a 15-week national abortion ban is three weeks more than Roe v. Wade had in it, okay? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, defending George W. Bush's decision to invade Iraq and Afghanistan, <laughs> opposing the use of government power against corporations as embodied by DeSantis's feud with Disney. Uh-huh. Okay. Unquote. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's happening. President cl- Mike Pence is going to revive that Reagan coalition, Drift Glass. It's classical conservatism. <laughs> um, you can find it on Freebie or Pluto TV late at night, <laughs> BTV, the old black and white classical conservatism. And uh, yeah, that, um, first of all, uh, I don't see the word deficit in here anywhere. No. So I guess they uh, don't believe it. But I, I love the idea of we're going to go back and relitigate the Iraq war. Yeah, I, let's I, do I that. Really, I'm 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 horny for that. I would really mm-hmm. really like to do that. And of course, we're going to cut Social Security and Medicare. I, I don't know 
why Mike Pence of hang Mike Pence fame is doing this other than he is right on the verge, on the lip, on the very edge of complete political oblivion for the rest of his miserable fucking life. Yeah. He wants his Wikipedia page to look better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is a resume submitted to Axios to please, please, please don't make the first line of my obituary was Donald Trump's bitch for four years. Right. Right. So, right. you know, that's that's what he wants. And he might succeed. I mean, rewriting history, you know, whiting it out. And nobody has more white out in him than than Mike that's, Pence. Than Mike Pence. Absolutely. Is, is yeah. part of part of what they're really good at. And they're mm-hmm. really good at it because they don't allow people who talk about the past anywhere near their microphones. Um and you know who he might score? He might score some of those sweet, sweet independent swing voters. Independence? Down. I'm an independent. Yeah. Uh, uh, one hears a lot about independent swing voters these days. Uh, because I have been told repeatedly by my superiors, by my never Trump superiors, that they're the ones who win elections. <laughs> Winning over the women in the Atlanta suburbs who used to vote, blah, blah, blah. That's who wins elections. It's not the 99 points scored by Michael Jordan. It's the one point scored by Mike Pence. That won the game. No, it's actually the entire Democratic Party plus a few handfuls of people. And you know what? It takes everyone in that group to win that election. Mm -hmm. However, I would really like to talk to, to find out, because I think I know, because I have a really good fiction brain. I can write fiction in my brain. I'm good at what we call in in the trade character possession, which is you start to think like a character and you can write out of that person's voice. And I've known a lot of these people. The independent swing voter is a coward. The Mm -hmm. independent swing voter is someone who desperately wants to vote Republican for a lot of complicated, sick, psychological reasons, but can't quite stand Donald Trump. They want the tax cuts. They want everything else, but they don't want, and they're perfectly okay with the fascism and racism, as long as it's classical conservative Mike mm-hmm. Pence racism, which is mm-hmm. we don't talk about that at the parties. Right. We talk about right. that in private, but we don't talk about that in public. That's what the independent swing voter, independent swing voters are Republicans. And I, and that's what, that's what bothers me about this constant discussion of them as a separate and distinct group. Democrat, as you know, blue gal over the past few years, I've acquired a few power tools. You have. I, I one, <laughs> one arrived today in the mail. You got um, one. I did. I DeWalt drill, a DeWalt cordless drill. Happy that I'm going Father's to use. Day drift glass. Thank you. That I'm going to use, I'm going to beat that thing into the ground. But you know what the first thing I do? I take out the manual and I read the manual <laughs> and I know how to work the tool. So I understand that democracy has a manual, that it's, yeah. it's, it's comprehensible. It's understandable. You can, in fact, learn how it works without a lot of effort. So I have really lost all my patience with all the discussion. Well, you know, people who aren't involved in politics like us really can't understand you know, deficits. People who are not spending all their time in, in you know, it, up to their chin in politics can't understand how voting works or fascism or lying. They, they can't be bothered to know these things. Now, we still want them to vote, of course, but we can't ask of them the basic infantile seventh grade level of understanding of how the machine works. And you know what happens when you operate a machine and you don't know how it works? You tend to lose fingers and toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we've seen what happens when the democracy tool is used by Republicans. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. They, the mm-hmm. Jim Jordan is using demo- the tools democracy has provided him, the voters have provided him to chop up democracy and bury it in the backyard. 
And his voters are apparently cool with that. I understand those people are reprogrammable monsters. They're scum. They're democracy's shallow end of the gene pool. But there are these independent swing voters who are okay with 90% of that, but they can't quite go the rest of the distance sometimes. You're like, you know what? I, 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 like, I don't like the whole hate fascism all the time, mm-hmm. but, but Joe Biden makes me nervous. I can't yeah. really vote, yeah. but you know, but you know, but the Kamala Harris is so very black, and I, I, I can't, and I, I know what they're about. I know what they're, but what they're about is moral idiocy. They don't <laughs> want to take any responsibility for their actions. They want to pretend to vote, and they want to straddle that fence because if they pick a side, if they live in a predominantly conservative neighborhood, which they probably do, they're terrified that someone's going to burn a cross on their lawn right. for, for thinking outside the box. So they're. They're this little thin meniscus, that little thin layer of moral cowardice in this country that won't commit to the fascist right, but refuses to get on board with the left or the Democratic Party because of mythology they've heard on the radio. These people all watch Fox News, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe they watch CNN for balance. You know, they yeah, but yeah. but I, I they're the problem. And, and we've said well, this I disagree and, with you on one aspect of this because I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I think that there are just a number of them that are simply cowards and would rather not make any commitment to a political party in their social environments. Right. Whether that's work, whether that's the coffee shop, whatever it is, it seems more intelligent to say I'm an independent than right. I'm a lifelong Democrat because it sounds like you're just following someone else's lead. You're a maverick. You're a think for yourself. Yeah. And, you know? and this is all about the white penis. I'm sorry right. it is. Yeah. I'm an independent. Nobody tells me where to put my penis. Okay. But a chunk of those people did actually vote for Obama in 08. Yes, they did. Because the Republicans had shit the bed so badly. That's right. That it it terribly impacted people's economy. Right. Where they either had lost huh? their house or... The house was paid for and they had all their kids moving back in because their kids had lost their house. Uh-huh. And the only thing that kept a roof over a lot of white people's ha- homes was Social oh. Security. Yep. And a paid for house in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people moved in with grandma. They did. That just happened. And as a result of that, they voted for Obama. And also because John McCain was clearly not up to yeah. the task of fixing the economy. And, you know, trying to put his campaign on hold to fix the economy and then three days later putting it back in place again. And right. sa- the whole Sarah Palin nonsense. I mean, you, there was a lot going on that was just bad on that side of the of the ticket. I, I don't disagree with you. In in their darkest but hour. But that makes them independents, even though they've always voted Republican since Gerald Ford through to Trump. Right. They've always voted Republican. That one time. They voted for Obama that one time, also to prove to their neighbors that they weren't racist and to right. prove to the mirror in their bathroom that they're not a racist. Well, here, yeah, they were willing in their darkest hour right. with the global economy in complete collapse, with the right. Iraq war running out of control, Clearly, to, hi- to hire a competent, obviously incredibly intelligent and capable black man mm-hmm. to clean up their to mess. clean up, right. And once he had done that... They wanted him the fuck gone. Right, right. And that's why they elected a whole bunch of Republicans to shut him down. Right, to shut him down. They had had no, they had, okay, fine, fix the problem and then get the hell out of here. Park my car at the golf club and then go away. And that's, but that's always the dynamic. The dynamic is is. Republicans shit the bed, they break everything they touch. 
Their their voters are just thrilled. They're, they're walking around with boners for four to eight years at the thought of the Republican Party doing all this damage, and then it hits them. And then the wave rises high enough to take out their house. And then they have to hire someone to fix their problem. And they mm-hmm. hire the only other alternative available, and they hold their nose, and they vote for a Democrat because Democrats are socialists, but maybe they'll fix this shit. And once anything has been band-aided over enough for them to survive, they go right back to being the scumbag racist they always... And they call themselves independent for, for their... For bold, that reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they they will fight... I've said this before. They will travel a thousand miles to find a fence to straddle. Rome. Because they and, don't want to make up their And speaking of that, mm-hmm. you know, there was the Mueller report and the Durham report. I've, so... I've, I've heard the Durham report is a thing in the world <laughs> now. <laughs> Now, I haven't well, read it, it or heard about it, but I have a lot of opinions about it. So, <laughs> what was supposed to be the bunker buster that brought yeah. down the entire deep state? The Biden administration was going to bring down Biden, it was going to throw Hillary in jail, yep. provide content for Sean Hannity for the next 35, 36 months. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was going to never well, ending. It apparently did the last one. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Sean Hannity's having quite a week. Uh, but the question that I would like everyone to just Think about if you ever have to answer a question like that, like Durham is just as good as the Mueller report, because mm-hmm. you might get that uh, for your MAGA neighbors. Why didn't Durham indict everybody? He had the power to do it. He had the authority. He did indict three people. Two of them got thrown out of court and one of them pled guilty to a misdemeanor and got a suspended sentence. Yeah. Got put on probation. <laughs> Whereas... Well. You know, how many people did Mueller throw in jail? Like seven or eight? Mm Mm-hmm. Except for the ones Trump pardoned. Yeah. (sighs) So. Uh, Trump is facing 34 indictments for fraud now, and Mueller had 37 indictments. Look, clearly the deep state got to uh, Well, that's what Rand Paul's saying. Rand Paul's saying it's because Biden's so mean. They got to Durham. They, They threatened his family. They threatened to do what they did. We're going to do to Castro, which is put chemicals on his face to make his beard fall out and make him look stupid. <laughs> so, you know, they had the whole CIA, FBI, NSA, NASA um, uh, forced him to not indict them. That's my answer. So, Well, so this nothing burger, though, Fox and Newsmax have become like the medieval church. They're interpreting the Bible, you know, for people, and it will keep the right people in power to interpret it a certain way. Yeah, exactly. And so... Uh, when when the Durham report comes out and it's only 30 pages, I mean, there's hundreds of pages of, of filings if you want to go into the weeds about it. But the easier thing to do is tune into Sean Hannity. And the pinnacle of the week for me was Sean Hannity, who is Durham's real employer. <laughs> He's the one that got Durham hired, reading three sentences from the Durham Nothing Burger and then saying immediately, in other words. In other words. In other words. Hillary, deep state coup, FBI, Trump totally exonerated, Obama, crossfire, hurricane. You know, all of the code words that just snap into these viewers' brains Mm -hmm. to turn on the hate molecules. And apparently time ran out before Hannity could include Seth Rich, Solyndra, Benghazi, Baby Parts, Pizzagate, Birther, Tansuit, Christmas Card Lists, and the Tarmac. Mm -hmm. But Marjorie Taylor Greene today in her press conference wants to know why the FBI is hiding Seth Rich's laptop. That that wins the prize. That just wins well, the prize. Well, she mixed all the lyrics together in her hits. She got it. She created a mixtape of all the greatest <laughs> that she forgot. Vince Foster. You know, where's yeah. Vince Foster's where's laptop? Where's Vince Foster's laptop? Uh-huh. 
And 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 so she you know points off for that. But really, Seth Rich's laptop is first of all the name of the best goddamn band I ever heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you you'll never they broke up immediately. They had one hit and they were gone. But this is I repeat myself again. This is why we call them reprogrammable because mm-hmm. they're taught a keyword that and and we also talked to you and I during uh, uh, this morning as we lounged and ate you know grapes on the porch and servants <laughs> ran and got us lattes. That didn't happen. Um, but. No, that didn't happen. That and we'll do a, a much longer thing about this at a later date. But the the GOP has a Star Wars problem or hmm. a Star Trek problem, which is at some point the universe you created is so complex and so closed and requires so much foreknowledge of, well, see, this character wasn't actually in the movies or the TV show, but it was in the novelization and you should have read the novel. And <laughs> unless, you, unless you know this shit, none of this makes any sense to you. And the, the barrier to entry into the late stage of this universe is just impossibly high unless you just like watch some shit, to, shit blowing up. And, and nobody outside of these pinheads knows what Durham Report is going to mean or what mm-hmm. Seth Rich's laptop is going to mean. They're only talking to each other. Now, here's a name from the past that we're going to do a, a No Fair Remembering Stuff uh, episode about in the future. Robert Fisk. Robert Fisk. Does anyone oh, remember Robert Fisk? I do. Robert, Robert Fisk was the special prosecutor, special counsel, special investigator of Bill Clinton before mm-hmm. Ken Starr. Before Ken Starr. He Robert, was the one that said there's nothing here. He's the one that was hired, well-respected attorney. Um, everybody agreed he was going to do a great job. He did the digging. He took the money. He he was diligent and came back and said, "There's nothing here." And Republicans said, "Oh fuck that! Let's let's get let's give Ken Starr a big sack of cash and make clear that he understands the assignment. The assignment is find something, find mm-hmm. anything, so we can hang this son of a bitch." And that is that is all they're interested. Now they just don't even care anymore. Right. They're not even looking for actual evidence because they don't need it anymore. They yeah. need a base of idiots who are reprogrammable, who can be taught a keyword that makes them salivate. Facts don't even like matter whistleblower. anymore. Like whistleblower. Like whistleblower. Whistleblower. Oh, the whistleblower's away right now. But if you'd like to leave a message, the whistleblower, <laughs> my, my whistleblower friend, girlfriend, is in Canada at the moment. Ah, what, Dan Goldman said the rules are you have to give the transcript of the whistleblower testimony to the committee. Right. It belongs to the House of Representatives. And uh, Jim Jordan just said, I make the rules. The whistleblower doesn't want to. And the whistleblower makes the rules and I make the rules. Right. And there are no rules. There aren't. Blow it out <laughs> your ass. It's it's no rules just right. Yeah, it, it was it was um, it was quite, kind of amazing. But that's why, really, for mental health day, mental health. Yeah. Take, Happy mental stop, health day, everybody. Stop trying to debate these people. Stop trying to argue with them. Don't yeah. even bother. I mean, unless you're standing outside a Marjorie Taylor Greene press conference yelling, save the GOP. You're all screwed. This yeah. means nothing. That, that's acceptable. Because that, that or, isn't debating. Or if you're at a Nazi march and you start yelling, why don't you memorize your speech? <laughs> you know. That guy on the bike was a, this weekend was a hero, was a hero. to everybody. But the only thing, and I mean all the way up to their highest elected officials, the only thing they deserve is ridicule. But ridicule doesn't work unless it's in public, unless it's on yeah. camera, unless Cameras. other people can look and see, oh, look at those idiots. So don't debate them. Don't argue with them because yeah. there is no way to argue with fascists. Um, speaking of which, I was listening to um, – I was doing the morning steeplechase. Which, oh, morning steeplechase. You know, I, I get up at 4 in the morning. No, I don't. I, I get up in the morning. 
He gets up before I do. That's I do. for sure. I do. And and you and I do uh, in the evening sometimes a steeplechase, which is what's going on on all the cable news channels we have access to. So right. MSNBC, CNN, Fox, and Newsmax, way at the other end of the dial. And it's always- And One America News. And, and One America News, when we can America's get America's New Voice. And I mean, there's some that are up in the four-digit range that drift yeah. finds. And, and you yeah. can, and you know, they're terribly entertaining. And now- It's that, mostly just reading the Chirons, because that's mostly all you yeah. need. But yeah. still. Chirons, yeah. And the guests are like uh, this one bug-eyed lieutenant governor I was watching just today um, from New York who said- no bigger candidate for impeachment than Joe Biden. And then she went and did some long-winded explanation while the the shrunken apple head who was the, the host just nodded up and down and the blonde chick on the on the well, was cross your legs and uncross them and everybody said, Look at my hoo-ha. So they understand the Roger Ailes formula. Yes. They um, do. And they're just replicating it. But I'm listening to Morning Joe for two minutes as I zip past on cable, and I hear this guy that they have on, and he's telling the story. And the story is about an argument, a heated argument he had, I think, at his kid's baseball game with another parent. I'm guessing it's another parent. And he described the other parent as like an intelligent, professional person, but is also a MAGA guy, a Republican, who was on about something that was just categorically false. And this Morning Joe guy finally said, he sort of, after all this time, I've had it. I just had it. And I pushed back. And we argued. And it got very heated. And that's something we all must start to do. Like, first of all, good for you. In whatever gated suburban community you live in, barbecue buddy of yours that you've known for 20 years finally pushed one too many of your buttons and you went off on it. Great. Secondly, cool story, you're about 40 years too late. Pushing back doesn't work. One-on-one pushing back doesn't work. Carefully walking this idiot through all the things they're wrong about, even if you do it respectfully and whatever, doesn't work. None of that works. Now, if you if you want to do that, if that gets you off, that makes you happy, that's great. You go ahead and do it. But as a story, I don't relate to it because I was trying to talk to conservatives in the 90s and the early 2000s. And believe me, they weren't as overtly racist as they are now. I mean- one guy did keep telling me that the Birchers did have some good ideas, <laughs> but but they weren't like, but they were just as dug in as they are now. They, they were watching Fox News, they were listening to Rush Limbaugh, and they were not open to reason at all. So good for you finally noticing that your barbecue buddy in your gated suburb is a lunatic, and good for you at, I don't know, spoiling a kid's baseball game by screaming at him. But um no, that doesn't work. It was too late. And I don't know why he brought it up other than to say, we all need to do this now. We should all be pushing back. I'm like, you know what? I'd love to, man. I would love to. But you're on Morning Joe. And Morning Joe has four hours every day of normalizing terrible things. And three back when he had three hours a day, he was Trump's number one fluffer. Yeah. How about you start yelling at Joe Scarborough for starting this? How about you start asking Joe while you're on camera, why were you Donald Trump's biggest goddamn fan when you could have done something about it? But that's not going to happen because we only push back when it's theoretical at a distance or when someone else should do it. Yeah, we're definitely not allowed to remember all of the Trump phone no. ones to the no. jo- to the Morning Joe show. Because we're yeah. bad allies if we do, you know. We're <laughs> bad allies. Bad allies. I don't feel like we talk enough about how Trump is under indictment for fraud, Drift Glass. No. Talk more about that. <laughs> He's under indictment for fraud, 34 counts. And somehow that's just not a factor. Also, he's an insurrectionist. Yeah. Now, 
there are the right people are talking about that. Yes. Yes. And the fact that he needs to be disqualified for running for president, mm-hmm. which I understand is a gift to the Republican Party on yeah. one level. It is it is far better for the Democratic Party for Donald bragging about ending Roe v. Wade Trump to be the headliner for the Republicans in 2024. Sure. But I care about democracy in this country. Same. And I I don't trust American voters. I just don't trust the Electoral College. I don't trust Republicans. I, I definitely don't trust Republicans to do the right thing. I don't trust the media to do the right thing, clearly. Mm-hmm. CNN is all in for another Trump town hall, give him the microphone. Uh, and there's too many guns in this country. Yep. When the when the wrong person wins mm-hmm. to start a shooting war, to start a hot war over this. Well, we're already kind of in a slow motion hot war right now. Slow motion hot war. Yeah. Um I, I here I would take issue with one of those words. Okay. And only because I'm a you know, I'm a pedantic asshole who uh, Yeah. Um I am. <laughs> I'll give it's, you that drip. But you love me. I take I, take I love you. I love you too. I take issue with the word trust because I trust oh. the Republican voters to be exactly who that I've always yeah. thought they were. Okay. I okay. trust independent swing voters to be exactly the kind of moral cowards that we know them to be. And I trust the media to be exactly the kind of enabling, craven, pure capitalist, business driven, don't give a shit about democracy monstrosity it's always been. Right. The only wild card in this really is democratic turnout, isn't it? It is. That's it. And a few people on the fringe a few people on the, and and here's the thing and here's the thing i read that truth social snapshot of trump bragging about getting rid of roe versus wade mm-hmm. and i read all of those uh all of our allies well he said their, it on the town hall too there's a there's yeah. a clip of him saying oh, no no i'm not that saying biden I, has used over and over again in the last two weeks i'm very proud of him for doing that yeah i i he's biden's been doing the lord's work and you know who yeah. we're going to get to in a minute is christine amanpour Yes. We we really need to get to her because my goodness. But here's here's my point. All of these new allies of ours are all spun up as well they should be that Donald Trump bragging about getting rid of abortion, getting rid of Roe versus Wade. You know, it's a gift of the all that's true. All of that is a gift of the Democrats. It's terrible. It's my God, my God, my God. Here's my problem. All of those people who are our freshly minted allies, that was the goal. This is what they worked for. Yeah. For 50 years, the Republican Party's been very, very clear that they wanted to get rid of Roe versus Wade. And only after Trump actually accomplished what they th- – suddenly they're outraged that Donald Trump got rid of Roe versus Wade. There is a, an infamous Rick Wilson tweet from 2016. Rick Wilson was advising his party to steal that seat from Barack Obama because fuck fairness. We have the power to do it. Let's do it. Let's get that out from, let's take that away from him. And because you know what they were going to do with that seat? They were going to pack the Supreme Court and get rid of Roe versus Wade. Well, guess what? They packed the court and they got rid of Roe versus Wade. And all of our new allies are suddenly shocked and outraged and want everybody to be furious that the Republican Party delivered on exactly what they said they were going to deliver on for 50 years. Mm -hmm. I do not trust people who've been working for 30 years to accomplish something, and when it gets done, once they've been kicked out of the party, they think that it's outrageous and wrong that the thing was done. Mm-hmm. The number one fundraising tool for these assholes for 50 years 
was abortion. The number one goal was abortion. The number one enemy were abortion doctors. The number one target were abortion doctors. Uh, it just makes me real mad. Yeah. Know, the people who worked their entire career to make this possible got what they wished, and now they want us to be mad about it. Right. We are mad about not- it, but we're, well, we're mad. we were mad about it before you. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, the proposals that the so-called moderates are making, uh, oh, we need a compromise on abortion. All of a sudden, they want a compromise on abortion. As I've said before, Roe v. Wade was the compromise. Yeah, it absolutely was. It absolutely was. Roe v. Wade was 12 weeks and exceptions for medical emergencies. Right. It was the compromise. It was, that the, was compromise. the compromise. And you took it away. And you decided that political for political power. I think what happened, we talked about uh, on our No Fair Remembering stuff about writing checks. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you have to sign that check. Because somebody's going to cash it. And that's I think right. that's what happened to the Republican Party. Yeah. Is they were happy to have their consultants making money off the base over abortion. Mm-hmm. More than happy to throw a picture of an embryo on an envelope and raise a million dollars overnight. Because mm-hmm. credulous, sentimental women, white, older women who never had a choice about abortion, wanted to be sentimental about babies. Mm-hmm. And therefore, wanted to end this terrible thing about Roe v. Wade. But, you know, never had a daughter or granddaughter. When, when it's their daughter or granddaughter, it's take them to a clinic. Yeah. The, what, are the, what are the exceptions to? Uh... Rape, life of the mother, and me. And me. <laughs> my <laughs> child, my mm-hmm. daughter, my grand. Of course they have to do it. And I, and I have to say, that was my mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an abortion, but there was a family member who needed one. Mm-hmm. And my mom was dead set against abortion until it was that family member. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's, well, you know, she had to. Right. Oh. Yeah. Not like anybody else in the universe had to. You know, and my mom, for the most part, was a good liberal, but she was a 1950s mom who was sentimental about babies. Mm-hmm. And the propaganda got to her. So we have to talk about Christiane Amanpour's wonderful speech to the Columbia Journalism School commencement. Yeah. And you should go listen to the whole thing. But here is a clip. And I want you to listen carefully to this one minute clip. It's less than a minute, actually. Mm -hmm. And see if you notice any uh, themes. (laughs) Here it is. Widening out a little. I also want you to to digest this. It is my mantra. And I've learned it through bitter experience in the field. Be truthful, but not neutral. Both siderism on the one hand, on the other hand, is not always objectivity. It does not get you to the truth. Drawing false moral or factual equivalence is neither objective or truthful. Objectivity is our golden rule, and it is in weighing all the sides and all the evidence, hearing everyone, reporting everything, but not rushing to equate them when there is no equating. And look at the damage that that has done in the climate debate, in the political arena, and in the field of battle. Both sides don't, Drift Glass. I, apparently both sides don't. And Christian Amanpour knows that. You know, I am deeply skeptical about the media's ability to fix itself. I just don't oh, think they can do it. Or anyone in that audience go- right. who is a graduate of Columbia Journalism School mm-hmm. running out and going, great, I'll know, I'll forever know the difference between false moral and factual equivalence and objectivity. It's fine to report both sides, but not give in to propagandists. 
Yeah. And she, if you listen to the whole speech, she uses immediately after that clip, uses the example of the war in Bosnia. Yes. And which which is, she had to report on, which that absolutely. was her job. Mm -hmm. And it was clear that there was both a wave of propaganda going on to paint a picture that was not true. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, genocide going on, which That's was right. true. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't say, well, on the one hand, and then on, but the government says, right. <laughs> on the one hand, a million Muslim men and boys have been murdered. On the other hand, the government says everything is fine. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're going to have to leave it there. We're going to have to leave it there. We're just going to have to leave it there. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, Jim Jordan doesn't want you to hear about his whistleblower. On the other hand, Dan Goldman knows Robert's Rules of Order. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're going to have to, We're leave, have it to leave it there. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I'm highly skeptical of this media's ability to heal itself. Police itself. No. I, I don't, don't think, think they, they know how. But I, I, I agree with Charlie Pierce today who said something to the effect of this might make a difference. Because Christian Amanpour has the firepower to actually draw people's attention that that was trending yep. today yeah keith oberman just you know jumped on that and hatched yep. it like an egg well he it, said it was, she has the power to disappear people right she has she has real clout she, she has real she's talked to terrorists she knows yeah. that who are the right people she can drop a dime yeah and i but i i do fear for those those kids who are coming out of that uh, not kids those young adults who are coming out of that school because for whatever they're taught in school and it's a fine institution the culture you go into after you graduate is way more important than what you learned in school. Absolutely. Because that, that's when you're taught the mores and the folk ways and the socialization of your profession. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, you're taught about so-and-so and stay away from such and such. And this is what we do here. And this is what we don't do here. And if you are adopted into an environment where both sides, automatic, lazy, both siderism is clearly how you get ahead. And well, being, because you're, institution the institution that hired you right isn't there to report the truth exactly They're, that's absolutely not their purpose their purpose is not to make republicans angry at them right have you for, has have we all forgotten that a newsroom was shot up mm -hmm. during the trump years mm -hmm. somebody went in with a gun and shot up a newsroom mm -hmm. have we forgotten that well and this is this it, it's mistaken to take this as news and journalism this is capitalism it's that's this, exactly right. This is this is a corporation going, huh? How can we attract and hold the maximum number of eyeballs for the maximum amount of time, and for the maximum oh, number of advertiser dollars? Right. Oh, we'll put on freak show. We'll put on a freak yeah. show. Oh, yeah. some of this makes people feel icky because it seems like we're calling them stupid or wrong, and we can't call them wrong. So we're going to adopt an ethos of never blaming anyone for anything and presenting both sides, even if it's the goddamn Holocaust. Yeah. And that will maximize our shareholder value. Right. And until, again, until the mob comes for them. You remember Les Moonves? I mean, you know, the disgraced, ousted chairman of, C of CBS. Yeah. You know, Trump is bad for democracy, but he's great for ratings. Yeah. yeah. And and this is, this is what I fear, is these fine young minds going into institutions that will shape them into Mark Halperins. Yep. Because Mark Halperins yep. get ahead in that business. And and firebrands and truth tellers do not, and right. that, that gets weeded out really fast in the job market. Absolutely, anyway, absolutely. Let's let's do a news roundup, Blue Gal. Let's do a news roundup. The Bidening continues. 
Biden said he is confident the U.S. will avert a default as negotiations over raising the debt limit continue. Quote, it would be catastrophic for the American economy and the American people if we didn't pay our bills, Biden said. I'm confident everyone in the room agreed that we're going to come together because there's no alternative. We have to do the right thing for the country. We have to move on, unquote. Republicans want to cut federal spending before lifting the debt limit, while Biden and the Democrats insist that raising the debt ceiling is non-negotiable. Separately, House Democrats have started collecting signatures for a discharge petition that would circumvent House Republican leadership and force a vote to increase the debt limit should negotiations collapse. And also Mm -hmm. there's pressure on Biden to simply use the 14th Amendment and end this nonsense. And And Professional Podcast is on team end this nonsense. We are. Who who was your, uh, the thing you were talking about, about Punchbowl today? Oh, Punchbowl and being uh, the house organ for Kevin McCarthy. That's all. It was was Punchbowl news. Jake Sherman was that the person? Jake who Sherman, was, yeah, and who was, uh, formerly who was, of Politico. Yeah, form. Yeah, he, Politico birthed and David him. David Dayan, David Dayan in. Uh, I can't remember the name of the magazine, but if you look up David Dayan today, he has a whole article about how Punchbowl News is basically Kevin McCarthy's newsletter. Yeah, and and the 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 damning indictment that Jake Sherman comes up with about uh, that you know that this. This was never a hostage situation before. It was all, you know, this has always been this way. Oh, it's always been this way. It's always been a tough negotiation between Republicans. And And it turns out the examples he used undercut his own argument. Yeah. This has only been this kind of brinksmanship when Obama was president and now. That's it. Yeah. And the whole, you know, you raise this thing three times under Trump while you were jacking up the national deficit by seven trillion dollars. Yeah, that automatically. That never gets mentioned. Automatically. By, yeah, they just not. We, we just, of course, we did that because, but that never gets mentioned in the in the in the discussion. It yeah. is it is impossible for the media to hold Kevin McCarthy and the Republican Party exclusively responsible for this de- debacle, because then they wouldn't talk to them no more, right. and then they wouldn't get leaks to them no more, and then they wouldn't get no more audience no more. So it's we're back to this like well you have both sides you know uh, I think it was Jay Rosen was talking on on the Twitter about this whole argument that it's it might not you might not agree with it but but the tactic they're using is smart and I responded with something like you might disagree with the mass shooting but the weapon they chose is really smart uh-huh. you know it's like Jesus Christ the the whole point is. What Kevin McCarthy is doing is morally depraved. Economic terrorism. terrible. And how cleverly he's executing it is kind of secondary. And that Mm -hmm. is something that no one's going to report in the media because they want the whole audience. They want to keep eyeballs. And that's their, their, anyway, I'm up on my soapbox and we're doing a news roundup. So let's go to the National Archives, who will turn over 16 records to special counsel Jack Smith that show Trump and his advisors knew the correct declassification procedure while he was president. Thanks for saving the Rudy Giuliani news for me, Drift Glass. Sure, blue gal. <laughs> Go right ahead. Rudy Giuliani likes his staffer to work nude. <laughs> yes, under his desk, preferably. Under his desk, you know, makes it feel like Clinton. All the gross stuff you've heard. Yeah. He also reportedly discussed selling presidential pardons for two million dollars, which he would split with Trump. According to a lawsuit filed by Giuliani's business development director and public relations consultant from 2019 to 21, according to the lawsuit, she's suing him for back wages. 
Mm-hmm. And he didn't make her employment public. We're wondering whether this is a tax situation as well. Mm-hmm. That he may have invaded, uh, evaded taxes. Uh, according to the lawsuit that she's filed, Giuliani also told Noel Dunphy he was able to break laws because he had immunity. He has immunity. I did, didn't know that was a thing. I, I can break any law I want because I'm Rudy Giuliani. I'm Donald Trump's friend. Uh, this from Reuters in a hypothetical matchup. This is under the category of polls are bullshit. Polls are bullshit. Um, In a hypothetical matchup, voters prefer Biden to Trump 44% to 38%. In March, Biden led Trump by five percentage points after trailing him by three points in February. You might remember that not one week ago, all of our friends at the bulwark were freaking the hell out because Donald Trump was beating Joe Biden like a drum. And it was dangerous, and it was scary, and the polls said that 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 Biden was losing by, and there was like, well, of course this might be an outlier, but you should still be very, very afraid and take this very seriously. No, it's twenty twenty three. The election isn't for a very long time. Polls right now don't mean anything, including this one. Although I'm willing to celebrate this one because it says what I wanted to say. Right. But stop panicking over poll numbers that don't mean anything about an election that won't happen for more than a year. Here's something that we might want to freak out about. Yeah. Between 2019 and 2020, the overall mortality rate for young Americans rose by 10.7%. In 2021, the overall mortality increased by an additional 8.3% to the highest level in nearing nearly 15 years. COVID-19 was, was not the major cause of death for young Americans during that time. But the social disruption caused by the pandemic did exacerbate anxiety and depression. And uh, drug abuse and car accidents are high within this group. Mm -hmm. However, the number one cause of death in young people is guns. Guns. It's guns. You want to solve this problem? Take away the guns. 18% of Americans, 18%, say they have confidence in the Supreme Court, an all-time low since polling began in 1973. Via The Guardian, Roger Ailes' widow says the Murdochs have wreaked havoc on Fox News. Oh, no. Mrs. Ailes uh, says Rupert Murdoch lacks her husband's genius. Okay. And then she tweet. She wrote, I think on a tweet, happy heavenly birthday, Roger Ailes. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of people said, uh, Mrs. Ailes, <laughs> that's not where your husband wound up. No. And let's, let's all remember that before he died, he was fired by Fox News for being a sexual predator. So right. that says a whole lot about uh, Mrs. Well, Ailes honoring yeah, her Mrs. husband. Mrs. Ailes, after. you have blinders on, Mrs. Ailes. Yeah. We feel no, sorry I think for she you. Was, I think she was a, a co-conspirator. If you read the loudest voice in the room, she was an active, enthusiastic fascist. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know about his personal habits, but she was completely down with all of his insane all politics. Yeah, right-wing nonsense. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, no. There's a. They were a couple. Speaking of couples who, yeah, it's so tragic. Lauren Boebert filed for divorce from her husband. Womp womp. Lauren and Jason Boebert have been married for nearly two decades and have four sons together, and now they're she has filed for divorce. Yeah, I've heard rumors about who her new boyfriend is, and it it's almost as gross as the Giuliani story. So we'll just leave it at that. Is it Tommy just... Tuberville? Is it Tommy no, Tuberville? It's... No, <laughs> that okay. would be pretty gross if it was Tommy Tuberville. But it would be the meeting of a mind, Drift Glass. It would. Tommy Tuberville said Americans should demand the end to democracy. <laughs> demand it. 
The American people should just stand up and say, enough is enough. Let's don't have elections anymore. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tommy Tuberville. Trump, president for life. Is that what he's talking about? I guess so. Yeah. And Tuberville, senator for life. How did, uh, he, how did he get elected? I know. Uh, would you like I to lived get in Alabama for yeah. 14 years. Say, I know how he got elected. Y- y- you know exactly how he got elected. I do. Um, but jumping from Alabama to Florida, Democrats win the Jacksonville, Florida mayoral race for the first time since 2011. After a competitive and often fractious 2023 mayoral campaign, a winner has emerged in the race between Donna Deegan and Daniel Davis. That's a lot of Ds in one sentence. With all precincts in, Deegan has prevailed 52% to 48%, giving Democrats a welcome win just months after Republicans dominated the state in the 2022 midterm elections. This also puts a big fat dent in Ron DeSantis's I am indestructible, I win everything claims, because this is a large city in Florida that he just lost and lost very publicly. Yep. Yep. And and actually this little, you know, May election was very good all over the place for Democrats. Yeah, it was. Not that I'm surprised right now, but uh, we'll take all the wins we can get. From the Washington Post, North Carolina bans abortion past 12 weeks, overriding the governor's veto. North Carolina legislature banned most abortions after 12 weeks of pregnancy Thursday evening, voting to override the veto of Governor Roy Cooper, a Democrat, while a similar measure heads to a final vote in Nebraska in the coming days. The Senate voted to override the veto in a 30 to 20 vote Tuesday afternoon with the House swiftly following suit. Shouts of shame, shame erupted on the House floor after the chamber with its new GOP supermajority because that woman uh, mm-hmm. changed parties. And I hope they're going to sue her. Well, that's from Charlie uh, Pierce. Charlie Pierce reminds us that the one vote margin of victory for the override came courtesy of Re- Representative Tricia Cotham who notoriously switched parties in April for reasons that seemed to be extraordinarily petty, even by the standards of state legislatures. This headline from Politico could feed a group of hungry bloggers for months. Nine ways Vivek Ramaswamy can beat Donald Trump, according to Andrew Yang. (laughs) That's like one of those Dagwood sandwiches. it, It is the centrist, independent forward party version of Seth Rich's laptop. It's uh-huh. it's a perfect uh-huh. melange of everything stupid about all of the things these people believe. Including starting your title with nine ways. Nine ways. You know what? First of all, Politico, uh, you spell it out until the number 10. And then after that, it becomes numeric. I You really need an editor and you need to not have you writers. You need to not be. <laughs> yeah. You need to not exist. Now, there is some fun stuff happening locally, and we're going to cover that. Um, my favorite story this week uh, locally was when Fox News's Breakfast with Friends reporter Gianno Caldwell interviewed diners about their reaction to Brandon Johnson being sworn in as the Chicago mayor. Walked into the diner because diners are big, baby. They're very big. Yeah. And put microphones diners on in people's Fox faces. News early are really big. Yeah. And the punchline of this story is the diner that Fox News chose was in Naperville, which is not anywhere near Chicago, and which is consistently the one town that everybody from Chicago uses in their jokes about people not being from uh, from Chicago, but pretending to be from Chicago. And that's when Chicago Twitter just lit up the sky. Um, I left out the obscene ones here, but there's a few (laughs) comments from Chicagoans who 
Once again, here to remind everyone that Naperville is not part of Chicago and Naperville residents were not able to vote in the election for Chicago mayor. Slow clap for Fox's ignorance. Maybe next time, ask some actual Chicagoans what they think. And this up next, nothing unites Chicagoans more than one, outsiders bad-mouthing Chicago, two, suburbanites claiming to be Chicagoans, and three, interviewing suburbanites as if they were Chicagoans. I can vouch for all three of those. Um, Next, they presumably flew to O'Hare, which is in Chicago, then drove 45 minutes in the opposite direction to, quote, talk to Chicagoans. Sure, Jan. Uh, All caps, no, they weren't. Chicagoans don't go to Naperville on a weekday to eat at restaurants. Stop lying to us. And my personal favorite, Chicagoans love driving an hour to Naperville for breakfast. You just can't find any good food in the city. (laughs) It was such a nakedly dumb, silly diner thing for Fox to do. Yeah, but it was a diner and it was full of white Republicans mm -hmm. who would say, you know, we don't we don't like that new mayor. He's that he's, new Chicago mayor. He's no. been on the job for like 24 hours and nothing's been fixed, you know? So uh, impeach him or whatever. And impeach it really is. And, and the Tribune has swung in behind this and it really is starting to smell like the Verdoliac 29 all over again. Yeah. yeah you know, we're just yeah. going to jump on this guy's ass before he's had a chance to do anything because, well, we know why they're going to jump on his we ass. We know why. Yeah. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. New research from the University of Illinois Springfield mm-hmm. says gun violence is going up in cities of all sizes. Magic Wade, that's his name, uh, an associate professor of political science and director of the University School of Politics and International Affairs, says 42% of firearm homicides are in communities with populations short of 250,000. And more than two-thirds of the nation's most violent cities have not even 100,000 residents. So this is a rural problem and a small mm-hmm. city, small town problem. Mm-hmm. Chicago actually isn't experiencing the highest murder rate it's ever had, Wade says. What's really new is that smaller cities and mid-sized cities are experiencing heightened violence driven by firearms. They don't have the resources and the infrastructure to address that. So it's a serious problem that we need to pay more attention to. Now, here is some good news from the ever-reliable Capital Facts from Springfield. And it's actually national news, but it directly affects our state. The Supreme Court on Wednesday refused to block two Illinois laws prohibiting the sales of high-powered guns and high-capacity magazines while challenges to them move forward. This shocked everybody here. Because mm-hmm. the Supreme mm-hmm. Court, you know, are nuts, but they just, they wouldn't touch this one. The court's brief order gave no reasons, which is typical when the court acts on requests for emergency relief. There were no noted dissents. Several of the states, including California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, and Washington, along with many municipalities, have enacted similar laws in the wake of mass shootings around the nation. Recent shootings, including one at a Texas mall that left eight people dead, have prompted calls for further efforts to address gun violence. The case that reached the Supreme Court was a challenge to a city ordinance in Naperville, Illinois. Naperville again. We tie this all together with a bow. This is why we're the professional left, Luke Gal. It was enacted (laughs) in August and a state law enacted in January. The ordinance prohibits the, quote, commercial sale of assault rifles, unquote, listing 26 categories of weapons, including the AR-46 and the AR-15 rifles. The state law covered similar weapons along with high-capacity magazines. And you might remember, we had a whole bunch of sheriffs in Illinois who said, screw it, we're not going to enforce the law. We're not going to enforce now, the law, the state yeah. law that was was to ban these weapons. Yeah. yeah. Now, this doesn't yeah. mean that the Supreme Court won't take it up later. 
I know right. we might not be right back where we were, but this is like, holy crap, the Supreme Court didn't overrule gun control at the state level. So right. I'll take them where I can get them. We'll take the win where we can get it. Each mm-hmm. week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is Professor Fuzz Nuts Jr. <laughs> and of course, Professor Fuzz Nuts Jr. eats freshly poured cat food, our fake sponsor. He also eats freshly opened canned cat food, ooh, ooh. I've been told. Uh-huh. So he's got it going on. Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store direct, your cats will sit on the kitchen floor and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh my Lord, it's freshly poured. And you can visit Professor Fuzznuts Jr. I'm sure Professor Fuzznuts Sr. was a hit at parties, but uh, this is Professor Fuzznuts Jr., and you can visit him at our Facebook page or website, and you can send your internet kitty, dog, or other pet to us at our email address, prolefpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write to us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions! Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Hashtag fire to joy. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, even like one of those iced minty frappo something whatevers, Mm -hmm. if you buy one of those because it's hot out, think Mm -hmm. about buying one for us. We would appreciate you doing that. We would. This is not charity. This is our job. See our website, prolifepod.com, for details on the various ways you can support the podcasters. And remember, May is a light month for listener input, so it's a great time to get our attention. Our PayPal, Patreon, and postal address information is all at our website, proleftpod.com. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this podcast, please get someone else to listen to. And thank you so much for doing that. Hey, Drift Glass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties demand to know, where is John Durham's goddamn laptop? Let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the humping and the bopping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. A professional left podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2023 DGBG Productions.